Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over a successful weekend for the Cavan ladies as they uh, cemented their senior status for 2020 with a comprehensive 3 goals and 12 to 1-7 victory over Westmead. We're also going to be looking back over the Hurling senior final uh, that took place on Sunday in Kingspan Breffney where Mullahorn St. Joseph's regained the um, the senior championship with a one goal win over Pierce Oak. Um, and we'll be doing our predictions for this weekend's Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Football Championship. But uh, for that, you can just switch off because predictions, Paul, for me are just <laughs> terrible. I'm literally being kicked around the place. You're five up on me with only two weeks gone. Yeah, well, look at that. It, it, basically, a prediction comes down to how much you know about the game. <laughs> um, I'll give you a prediction right now. Right now. I'm going to come back. Kerry are going to win the All Ireland. Jesus, oh, Paul. Uh, these sort of mad ideas and, and with no founding no founding at all how can you say Kerry are going to win this I have fancied Kerry uh, I've fancied Dublin to get beaten for, from a long way out from when I said it to you last year after the All-Ireland final well you said you said the right thing what you said last year got me thinking you said uh, Dublin are not the team to wear but I can't see who's going to beat them yeah which is part of, makes part of the basis of my argument. So I, I've just jotted down a couple of points here while you were introducing the thing, right? So I will give you, I'm going to give you my arguments of why Kerry are going to win this. Okay, well now I'm, I'm not good at arguing. I don't generally argue with people, so <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to counter here. But <laughs> <laughs> my, first, my first reason is that... Uh, no, I disagree. <laughs> okay, so my second reason. Um, Kerry, Kerry have top-class forwards. Um, no, I mean, you're talking about Paul Ganey, top class. Opinion, top class. Yeah. David Clifford. Top, top, top class. Yeah, he's three or four tops, if yeah, not more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sean O'Shea. Very good. Very, very good. Very good. I, I still think he's markable. I don't think Paul Ganey is easy marked, and I, I don't think Clifford is markable. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Uh, and... O'Brien is also playing out of his skin. Yeah, again, very good. Maybe even better than Sean O'Shea in my head. Yeah, po- possibly so. Um, so, first things first, in the broadest sense possible, I think you can never rule out a team that has class forwards in any level of football. If you've got mm. class forwards in an intermediate match or in a junior match, at that level, if you have forwards that are capable of shooting the lights out, instinctive forwards that will just do something without thinking about it, will sell a dummy, put the ball over the bar in the net, you always have a chance. Yeah. So Kerry have a chance. And I know that sounds stupid, but there's people out there saying, Colin Keyes wrote it, and he's a great judge of football. People are saying literally that this All-Ireland is over. It's a coronation. And I'm saying Kerry have a huge chance. So f- straight off, you've got the forwards. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that argument before you go to point two. Okay. Gall, we have the forwards. 
Galway have class forwards. Last year's All-Ireland semi-final, they were blitzed. They were destroyed, even though they had brilliant forwards. Now, none of them to the level of, of David Clifford, but a lot of them to the Paul Ganey, to the, the Sean O'Shea, to the O'Brien level. Well, I, I think that, that uh, I would give Galway a chance if they, were, if they were playing a better system of play. I don't think their forwards ever really played well in that system. So Basically, what, what they have done there is they have they've instilled a style of play rather than, than looking at their players and saying, right, we're going to get a style of play that suits our players. They've put in a style of play that doesn't suit their players just for the sake of playing this style of play. I'd like to argue with you, but I agree with you. I okay. actually do agree with okay. you. Okay, makes a change. That's, that's <laughs> my point. That's my point on that. The okay. second thing okay. is Dublin are literally, and I'm not even exaggerating this, um, Dublin are literally being made out to be almost superhuman. Almost to the point, I'll give you an example. I read something, do you remember that that fantastic catch that Conor Callaghan made a few weeks ago? Oh yeah. It was a massive, unbelievable piece of athleticism. Went up, caught the ball, came down, and he looked like he landed funny on his ankle and he still got away and he, I think he pulled it over the bar. If he had to put it in the net, it would have been the goal of the season. But I read, I read Kevin McStay's column the next day and he made this comment. O'Callaghan took a ball the last day and he shouldn't he should have broken his ankle in five different places when he landed. But he has this elasticity and supple strength that enabled him to get up and face the goals within seconds. Rubbish, 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 rubbish. <laughs> There's nothing Conor Callaghan's ankle is an ankle. The same as does is his does his ankle give give them an advantage over David Clifford's ankle? No. This is but this these are the sort of things that happen when some an individual or a team are so dominant that people get they literally think that that uh that they're supermen, that they're aliens, they're yeah. unbeatable. And and I there's a massive amount of groupthink around this Dublin team at the minute. There's there's people out there that think that this Dublin team cannot be beaten. Mickey Hannon told me about talking to a friend of his who's a very, very good judge of football and is involved in, at intercounty level. And your man made the point. He says, Dublin will never lose a championship match again. He says, I'm telling you, they'll never lose a championship match. He was saying how it's so unfair and all this stuff. He said they'll never lose a championship match again, and, and like there's people getting caught up with this kind of thing. Yeah, That's I don't. My second point. I don't necessarily. Uh, you're not giving me great points to argue with here because uh, you, you, your point about Kevin McStay's comments is that you know it, it is crazy. They're they are beatable. They're definitely beatable. But and I think if this Kerry team got another two or three years, they may beat them you know, when they develop, or maybe even another year. But I don't think this Kerry team is ready to beat them. I think that they're, 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 they're ahead of what's left at the minute. The argument still remains, are they as good as they were in 2016, maybe 2017? But I, I, I don't think that they are as good as that, bar their second half against Mayo at the weekend. Okay, yeah, their second half against a really tired Mayo team, right? It's been already talked about as the greatest twelve minutes in football history. Yeah. I have seen that people saying that, and not just. <laughs> I've heard on it. I've heard it. Yeah. Put it like this: Kerry, Kerry, uh, Dublin beat Mayo by ten points. Mayo kicked some atrocious bad wides uh, in that second. Mayo gave up in the second half. Actually, within that twelve minutes, there were three scoring chances for Mayo that they didn't take. Yeah, Mayo exactly. Mayo gave up. They, they were they were just kicking with no conviction. They just mm. were like, ah, look, they've had a good run at it and they probably just reached the end of the line. But they get, they gave up there. Dublin beat Mayo by 10 points and Dublin are being talked about as an animal 
a different animal, a different unbeatable monster of a thing. Kerry beat Mayo by 10 points. Yeah. And I was just dodgy, dodgy defence. Oh, Jesus, Kerry. <laughs> Hold on a second. Kerry, why, why is it more impressive that, that Kerry, from minute one to minute 70, Kerry dismantled that Mayo team? And this was Mayo when they were fresh. Well, I was going to say this is all Ireland semi final. Yeah, but, but they were, they were running final. on gas. They, I mean, the, the team was a hodgepodge. It wasn't even league final, they beat them by 10 points. No, they beat them in the, in the, the quarter final group. The uh, quarter, yeah. Super yeah. 8s. And like at that stage, at that stage, um, Mayo were a bit fresher. When they got in, they played play against Dublin there. Like you had Jim O'Connor out on the field, wasn't fit mm. to walk. Jason Doherty wasn't even playing. Yeah, you know, they were really tired. To, team, very few teams can play seven or eight ty- weeks in a row, and, and and to keep up a high level. Kerry beat them by ten points, dismantled them from minute one to minute seventy, and no one is talking about that. And uh, yet Dublin, Dublin struggled with them badly for the whole first half, and okay, blew them away then. But Mayo gave up when the couple of goals went in, as they tend to, to have done in the past. That, to me, is, is a massive uh, line of form. My next point is, a team never really changes anything until they get really pushed. That was a great, it's a great theory of Mickey Hannon's, and I agree with it. So we'll say... Tyrone Don't change a winning formula. Yeah, but Tyrone didn't get found out until they played Dublin two years ago, because they were playing super defensive that year. They were demolishing everyone. They were never going to change. And when when eventually they changed, it was too late. I I think that Kerry, Dublin are, do have the ability to adapt, but Kerry have been road tested now. They've had so many games where they haven't played that well. Where let's say Cork ran in goals against them, and Donegal got a draw with them. They had terrible in the first half against their own, but they're learning all the time, and it's it's all going to come together for them now in the final. My next point is, Kerry are going into their sixtieth All Ireland final. Kerry are not some plucky newcomers. They're not even Mayo. With a, so Ara now just a poor wee Kerry boys. <laughs> Ara, should they're only going up to to participate? Ara. <laughs> yeah, look at it. I have, I have to love. I have to love Keane. Ah, he's hilarious. He's brilliant. I, I, I heard uh, Dublin put up a big score in the second half, did they? <laughs> that was just unbelievable. And, and the other one where he talks about the goalkeeper's boots. Well, he's going to have to bring two pair of boots to keep the ball kicked out to Dublin. Ah, unbelievable! <laughs> he's stuff. a genius. Ah, he's, he's brilliant. Um, yeah, but last, just to finish, it, wrap that up. I think that that uh, the Kerry are going to their 60th final. They know what it's all about. They're they are born, brought up as footballers to win All Irelands. They're not going to be phased by this by going into an All Ireland. They will fully believe that and expect to win this game. And the last point is, and it sort of ties into that point. Just just made there now. They beat Dublin in the league. And mm. it's only I know the league is it's words words where Monaghan beat Dublin in the league as well, but they did beat them in the league, and they're not going to fear them. So mm. I think I honestly think Kerry are going to win this game. And we can go back and play this when, when Dublin win this final by eighteen points. Yeah, we can back and play it. Yeah, we, but we, if you can get five or six points on Kerry with the handicap, put your house on it. Yeah, I you do make a few valid arguments, you know, uh, but the the Achilles in the. Kerry team is still what you're talking about is that if you have good forwards you have a chance and you do you definitely do but you you have good forwards on the other end of the field as well you've you've probably after Kerry the next best forward line and and maybe as a collective a better forward line than Kerry have overall so you're 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 balancing that then who's going to win the middle of the field and for me that's a 50-50 it's whose defense is better and for me it's Dublin Dublin's defence is going to be better than Kerry's defence and I know that that's 
everybody's saying that, so it's not it's, it's not ingenious. I'm talking about, but yeah. I I think that that will be the difference in the end of it. That their defense is just going to be that bit meaner than the Kerry defense, and that they'll get uh, they'll get enough chances to go and win it. Like I think that I think that the fact that the first half Mayo really did put it up. They they tested Dublin. Dublin made a few adjustments at halftime, came out and just blitzed it. That was as good a performance as I've seen from Dublin. That second half, uh, probably in two years, probably going back to 2017, I think that they reached that level. You know, so I, I'm not... While I, I I was very sure that Dublin were, were on the slide a little bit, I'm not so sure now after last weekend's performance. But... You just never know. Look, I'd love to see the five being bet. Like, oh, that'd be great. I, I you, ha- you have to risk something to win um, in any sport. You must risk something to win, and unless you're so far superior to the opposition, like mm. you know, if you're if you're Paul Brady and you're playing, you know, my mother in a game of handball, you don't have to risk anything. Okay, and if you, but you know, if you have to, but Dublin don't take risks anymore. And in the first half, I was watching. I was like, "Why is he? Why is he not shooting?" Mayo had the legs, and they were able to keep them out of, of that area around the D. And Dublin just would not take a shot, and and it got torn over so many times. Mm-hmm. Whereas, what happens when a team doesn't just wilt away in the second half? And everyone, this another thing that's sort of bugging me is no one has the athletes that Dublin has. No one has the athletes that Dublin has. But hold on a second, Ganey, Clifford, uh, David Morn, um, the Spillans. You're talking about. Quality, quality athletes there. Really quality athletes. Plus, you you've got the pick of of several All Ireland winning minor teams there. The pick of them, like so, which which are ranging from the ages of twenty three to currently eighteen, nineteen, or yeah. maybe twenty four to to nineteen. Like that's that's your where you're making your name. You know, that's the point where you're actually coming and saying, well, if you if you haven't made it by twenty four, you're not going to make it. Mm. Like you I know? think, I think. Why? Why necessarily are, are Dublin so athletes so much better than, than Kerry's? And the other thing is, it reminds me a wee bit. Of, this is my last comment on this. It reminds me a wee bit of considering of, we didn't actually plan on talking about this at all. <laughs> it reminds me a wee bit of in the Premiership. You'll hear you'll hear someone go on about the minnows or whatever, like you know, some mid-ranking team in the Premiership. And the, like, oh, it's a victory for the minnows over such and such a Galacticos type thing. Mm. But sure, the minnows might have. Uh, you know, like a hundred million wage bill or whatever it is. It, people are people are going on about Dublin's money. There has to come a point where you have enough money. Like, are Kerry lacking for anything? Kerry that go to that go to New York and make a million dollars on a on a dinner yeah. dance. Kerry aren't lacking for anything. Dublin probably have more money, but Kerry are sponsored by Kerry Group. They've got it's a huge big county, and they've got huge financial back in there. They've essentially got like you heard of at one point the rumor was oh, sure, none of the Dublin team are working. They're all professional. They're all working. Whereas Kerry, I know for a fact, there's three lads that are not working. They're just playing football. There you go. You know, so that's... Well, Darren O'Sullivan, I know he's not there anymore, but he came out and said it in an interview that he had quit his job. Yeah. And he's probably not the only one. Yeah. He had so no like, man he done it at one stage as well. Yeah. So like, and, and there is currently three on the panel who, who aren't working at all that are just playing football. So, you know, that's, that's the other side of it too. I just, I just don't know... Maybe Kerry in a semi-final may have caught them. Just in the final, it's you know everything is so familiar. Everything is so, and this this could be an advantage or a disadvantage actually. But everything is so normal. Reaching all Ireland finals, winning all Ireland finals, dealing with the occasion, 
for Dublin, this is just normal. It's, it's, they wake up in their own bed. They 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 go to go into their own car to drive into wherever they meet before they go into Crow Park on a bus. You know, whereas Kerry, it's a that's a, that's a very good point. But I think that's offset by the fact that it's Kerry and that the county has played in sixty of these finals. It's a, it's a routine. It's like a, it's like a summer or an autumn ritual for Kerry. I know they're new players. Yeah, they're new players. But they play, I, not, I know that they both played in minor finals too. Yeah, they'll be able to turn around to any man on the street and go, come here, tell me about your experience of the All-Ireland final. And, and there'll be 40 of them walking down the street at any one time in Killarney. But it's still... But the, the county's not going to go mental the way it, it would... It way may all do, or the way it would have Cavan or something like that. They will have to win it, though. Have to win it, to win it though. Yeah. And you see, where, where, what, what will be going mental down in Kerry is, even though they'll never admit it, is that... Jesus, you can't let them get five. You, you just can't oh, let yeah. them get five. Like, we're the kings here. And if they get five, they'll have won and they'll have a feather in their cap forever. Like the polo grounds, which we'll rub into their face at every single opportunity. <laughs> I was in Kerry last again, actually. And I was going to say I was in the polo grounds. <laughs> I, I remember late, late at night uh, sticking into some lad about the polo grounds, actually. I was like, what about the polo grounds? <laughs> Kerry bollocks you. <laughs> anyway, good argument, but uh, you're wrong. Moving on. Cavan ladies um, took on Westmead on Sunday afternoon. <sighs> Talking about time, and LGFA don't give themselves a chance at all. Like even though there was probably two hundred people at this game, um, now it, it was in Westmead, so I'd say the majority was from Westmead. But maybe fifty, sixty people travelled down from Cavan for it. A couple of neutrals from Monaghan as well that I, that I met. But clashing with um, Tyrone. Kerry in in a in a semi final, you know, it just doesn't help them at all. I I can't understand why they do. Maybe it. they can't get pitches, because if you take it in Cavan, if you had a, if you had the stage in the county ladies match in Cavan last Sunday, you wouldn't have got a pitch t- that handy unless you went. Well, sorry, not last Sunday, but on on the previous Sunday, we'd say when there's so many games on, you might have got Maybe, a pitch that yeah. handy at, at other times. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I, I'd imagine you'd find a pitch somewhere. You know, I, I, I can't imagine that that's just the reason. There's, there's probably thirty or forty pitches in, in, in Westmead that you have got something somewhere. But just, you know, it, it could have been, it could have been a bigger occasion. I thought, but it, uh, it wasn't. But it was a good occasion for the Cavan ladies. They were, they were excellent. I was making the point after the game that I thought that it was the best display I've seen by Cavan ladies in, in a long time. Like they, they look like a real potent attack, a mean defence. Um, their full-back line were the three heroes for me, Joanne Moore, Rachel Doon and Sheila Riley. I thought were just excellent man markers, pl- player markers, um, doing doing tremendous man-for-man, player-for-player def- player defending. I'm going <laughs> to keep on saying man-for-man, girls. Um, but a, a really good display. And... and do you know what? A solid defence sets up a good attack. And that's that's what came from it because the girls in the attack got the, the freedom up front. Five of the starting six forwards scored from open play for Cavan. The one that didn't score was the girl coming back as a sweeper, Laura Fitzpatrick. So that's a great return. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Um, did you see Lauren McVitie's goal on, on television? It was on the 6-1 I News. Did, I didn't see it. I saw Kira Finnegan's goal. I didn't see Lauren's. Kira's, yeah, where, where it, the first shot the was saved. Bar. I think yeah. that was McVitie. Then Ashton Shorten hit the crossbar and, and fell to Finnegan, who, who did finally finish it. But McVitie's goal, the, the, um, the Westmead goalkeeper, Lauren McCormick, brilliant. Four, maybe five really good saves throughout the game. But um, 
one the one where Lauren McVitie was cutting in she was coming in got, just broke a tackle got onto her left foot and the keeper was coming out and you were kind of going the keeper's ready for her to take one extra touch and going to smother her as she's done and she just pulled the left foot to the far top corner it was a great goal really classy goal now I have to say it was a joy a joy to watch but um, no delighted delighted for the Cavan girls after the game I caught up with the Cavan captain Sinead Greeny by Cavan captain Sinead Greeny after a, a, a comprehensive victory a really good display you must be happy to have led them led them to stay in Division 1 or sorry in senior yeah look we are happy but as you can see there was no cheering or celebrating or anything after the game at the end of the day we didn't want to be here in the relegation playoff we were it's just the way it worked out we really did hope we'd get out of the group stages and get it to a quarter final we didn't so we were left with the relegation playoff and yeah look we're happy we're satisf- satisfied we stayed uh, senior for next year but it is just a matter of job done and hopefully we can push on next year Yeah I suppose it's difficult now after a really good convincing display and, and some really good scores there that there's going to be a big gap but it's it's so important maybe for the team to stay together and, and try to build on this for next year because there's bound to be belief after that game This is it like we struggled at the start this year I was just saying there we struggled to have 15, 16 panel in January time and we were really worrying like girls are totally deserving to take breaks and you know they don't have to play every year and you would never hold a grudge against them but you would really really hope that the crop players that are there would stay together and even five or six more girls from the clubs would come in and build a really strong team like there's savage talent throughout the county and for whatever reason we just have not been able to push on and succeed in senior level like we're this is our sixth year in senior level and we're still struggling we're there thereabouts we're still struggling so I really really hope that next year or the year after we really do believe in ourselves and push on yeah, when you look back into the, the, the championship campaign and really should have beaten Donegal, maybe those extra one or two players you're talking about could have made the yeah. difference. There's bound to be a big carrot there because the belief is, or belief should be, that there's an Ulster title available. Oh, oh, oh like utmost. Like, first thing we do probably want to get to Division 1 to help us with that senior championship. But oh my God, like, if we didn't believe, when you can see what we could do against Donegal, push on this year, like, it's there. We're there, thereabouts. But at the same time, you're sick of saying early and could have and should have. But I really do hope that very soon we actually do push on. Like Ulster is probably the most competitive province in fairness. It's there, thereabouts. Every year you don't know who's going to pip it. Um, Donegal have been on top in the last couple of years and we were probably unlucky to beat, not to beat them. But that's what it is and they're the champions and they could push on when we couldn't an extra time that day. So. Yeah, I suppose it's back to the clubs now for a few weeks and, and, and then start thinking about the following year. But well done. Great to stay in senior, Sinead. Well done. Thanks very much. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I suppose, Paul, um, the important thing for Cavan, as we are saying there, is, is, is to build. Keep the girls together. Um, make sure that now after producing a great display like that making strides this year having should have beaten Donegal in the semi-final of Ulster who went on to win the Ulster final beat Armagh in the All-Ireland senior uh, group stages they've, they've made a few statements this year like Westmead are holding their own in Division 1 in the league 
and Cavan blew them away there on Sunday gone by. They've got to build on this. They can't let anything crumble away. Yeah, well, you could see some of the minors coming on there. Like, um, Neve Keenan came into the team. Yeah. Players like that that were playing on, on the Loretto team last year, Lauren McFeedy. That's the next generation. Um, or, and that needs to be the new, you know, the current generation next year. Like, they need to be building the team around those and hold on to, if, if you can, the Ashley Maguires and the older players like that because they're still playing as well as ever. And their experience will be vital. You know, th- these young girls, you can't... <coughs> I know of a club that... <coughs> basically had a crop of, of young players, four years of really good young players coming through at one time and uh, and a manager came in and basically said to the older lads, listen lads, I'm not going to be playing this, I'm going with all these young boys so you know, you, you can play junior football if you want but that club didn't evolve because they needed the guiding hand, they needed the experience along with the, the, the youth that, that those players bring so that's why it's so important for Don English for Ashley Maguire for for you know Sinead O'Sullivan although she's not probably the same age as as the two girls the aforementioned girls but th- those sort of players to to really stay around give the guiding hand and help these younger players to come through and be Division One players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's vital. There is a, there is a big a big uh, gap there to break into the top handful of teams. So it's probably as big a gap to get into the top few teams as, as there is. And Cavan seem to have got in there, like, mm-hmm. you know, bringing Donegal to extra time and uh, beating Armagh, stuff like that. It's just, I suppose, they're very unlucky not to make the quarters. Yeah, very unlucky. Um, their manager, James Daly, looks like he wants to stay on. You know, I, I don't think that um, that a, a change is, is going to, you know, bring out the best in this I think maybe a bit of stability might be the right thing oh yeah yeah because they've, they've been going through managers to beat the band in the yeah. last couple of years yeah I think you could be right so look at that's the uh, it brings the inter-county ladies scene to a close for 2019 so uh, well done to the girls for staying in the in the senior championship delighted for you um, on achieving that moving on Paul to the uh, the Horland final Sunday afternoon in um, Kingspan Breffney um, Philip the Gunner made a cameo you've got a, a very interesting stat about Philip's career and goal scoring yeah so he, he's he's the goal king in, in county finals in, in Breffney Park so um, just looking back through it he's, he scored a goal in the senior county football final in 2003 which the loss to the Gales he, scored he was one. he was 29 or 30 at that stage <laughs> like <laughs> he, he scored one in 2006 against the Gales which they won he scored one in the 2012 replay against Kingscourt, which they won, and they were the winning he goal. He scored the winning, days. yeah. And then last year he scored scored what was as good as the winning goal. It was the goal that kind of broke Cook Collins in the intermediate final. And then he came on on Sunday, and it was a tight game, and he, he off the bench he scored 1-2 from play to win the Horland final for, for Mullerhorn. And when you say off the bench, he was literally probably sitting on the bench, like, doing it. <laughs> Scoring. <laughs> Scoring. <laughs> um, some, some going, though, in fairness. Um and and a good game, like a competitive game by all accounts, which is great to see. Yeah, well, conditions were, were very good for it. Like so, um, at half time, Mullahorn were a point up. Pierce, like Pierce, Oak had some good performers there. Kevin Kennedy scored six points, five from freeze. Conor Mass and Conor Ford got two points. Um, Liam Cook got a point. Owen Clark was playing as well. Ballyhead footballer Nissan Neary, Eugene Hill, a lot of experience on on the Pierce Oak team as well. Um, along with the young fellas, whereas Mulhorn, I suppose, had the edge on experience. Like oh, they're all well-known names. Uh, just to give a, a mention to some of the lads who really shone, um, Ronald O'Hagan was the captain of the team. Sean McHugh had an excellent game. 
very close to man of the match by all accounts and uh, Matty Hines as well he scored the first point and he set up the goal for Philip yeah. so, and Hugh Briarty as well and watch out for Hugh Briarty he's got to have it if, if ever he's in a team shot I've noticed it over the years and it's, every time I see it I always laugh if, like he was in loads of them for hurling and football and reserve football and stuff like that if ever he's in a team shot he's nearly always in the front row and he always has the thumb up <laughs> he gives really? a thumbs, a thumbs up to the camera and it's absolutely hilarious in the cell this week he's in the cell this week with thumbs up. up yeah <laughs> it's very no funny. better character so well done to uh, to Mullerhorn St. Joseph's delighted um, delighted for the lads there and, and, and delighted for the, the management as well got to know a few of them over the last uh, six eight months and they're they're, they're really really good club men so congratulations but well done to Pierce Oaks I have to say to Mark Hayes and to all the lads there that that put their shoulder to the wheel to, to get another club up and going in Cavan. It's it's benefited and it's going to benefit far more in the years to come. So great to see a four-team championship in, in the Horland. So uh, look forward to, to more of that in, in the coming years. Uh, we'll move on, Paul. We'll get into prediction time. Okay. And it's the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship this weekend. Um, the first game, I'm not sure, is it Friday night or is it... It's Muncher um, Connacht Mahara. I'll bring up the the actual fixture here, but yeah, it's Friday night in um, in Mulla, Edwin Carlin Community Park, eight o'clock. Paddy Munch- Clark is the referee. Muncher Connacht for me uh, will win that. They've they've uh, they've been quite good in their two games and unlucky uh, not to get better results. Mahara, you saw them and said they're improving, but they'll have to improve a lot to be, to beat their rivals. So I think Muncher Connacht. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you on this one that they should have enough because they've uh, they've shown improvement. Muncher Connacht they should have beaten Shannon Gales in their first game, um, and I'd say that they'll be they'll be looking they're very at unlucky it. not to get a draw last day as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, that was against who? Against Knockbride, wasn't it? Oh, against Knockbride. That's right. Yeah. Close game. Yeah, close game. So it'll be. I'd say like they they both need a win. You know, but Muncher Connacht, if they lose this one, that's their championship over. Whoever loses this, their championship is over. That'll be three losses. So, um, I, I think Muncher Connacht may just have enough to get over the line on this one. Um, but they'll 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 be med fight for it the whole way. It'll be it'll be a battle. So, well, um, so both going for Muncher Connacht to this one. Kildallan against Drung. It's Saturday afternoon slash evening in O'Connell Park. Referee is Martin Sexton. So it's in uh, Drum Lane. Yeah, I'm going to give Drung the nod there. Kildallan haven't been going well, um, missing a lot of players. and I wouldn't put it past them to turn around and win that game, but um, Drung looked to be the safer bet there. Played played quite well at times against um, against Den the last day as well. So Drung yeah. It's only three points or four points in it in the end, was it against Den? I heard different reports about it uh, in terms of was that flattering or was that fair, but yeah, no, Drung, I think Drung alleged that. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with Drung as well on that one. Um, for for those reasons, I think that that um, while Kildallan made progress, they got closer the second day. It's still two losses from two games. Drung, I know, they beat Mahara the first day, but Tiernan Riley came back the second day. Who's going to be a big plus to them? I think they'll just have enough to get over the line. And, and the fact that Ryan O'Neill is out now won't won't be back at all. May have just dampened the spirits down in in Ballyconnell so I think that they'll get uh, they'll get the job done 
as well. Um, this is the tie it around the the third game. Killing care not pride, is it? Killing care not pride. I picked it out as the as the game of the weekend in the South this week. Yeah, St Anne's Park, um, Baileybor, isn't it? St Anne's Park. Yeah, and it's Oliver Rogue as the referee. Yeah. What's your call, boss? Uh, Heads or tails? Watch, it could be a draw, no matter who wins <laughs> with the referee. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> no wonder he won't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joking aside, um, that is a very, very tough game to call. Very, very tough. I actually saw these two teams playing in the, in the league um, a few weeks ago. Nutbride won it. It was in Nutbride on a r- lovely hot day. And uh, there wasn't much in it that day either. Killing Care won it. Or sorry, Killacare won, I should it say. It was yeah. in Killacare on a lovely hot day. Yeah, no, yeah on a cold <laughs> day. Um, yeah, Killacare won it. Uh, but they pulled away at the end, but there wasn't a huge amount in it. And not bride, uh, as far as I remember, Philip Rogers wasn't playing that yeah. day. They were missing a couple. Um, they've been playing very well. I saw them against then, and they're, pl- they're playing very well. Like They're moving the ball really well. They have a lot of pace. Roy Donahue there in midfield is doing very well. Getting a lot of scores. Um, and he, got, he ran up some... A load of scores the last day, uh, maybe maybe six or seven points from play, um, and obviously Philip Rogers was playing exceptionally well too, and and all all over you know Kieran Smith there in the forties playing well, um, the backs are solid. Like they've only got a, I think apart from Larry and goals they've only got two outfield players uh, over the age of twenty three, which is uh, I think I think it's Niall McCabe senior, two Niall McCabe's, and uh, I think it's Michael Clark. So yeah. like other than that, other than that, they're an extremely young team. Killing of the undefeated teams at the top of the junior championship table, they've conceded the least. Mm, which is interesting because you wouldn't no, associate them as a defensive team. team. Um, now they've also scored significantly less than the other two. Okay. Um, Killing Care is a is a plus forty eight. Red Hills a plus fifty nine, and Knockbride plus thirty one. So. Yeah, well, they've definitely played better teams than what Red Hills have played. To be fair, like, um, yeah, I think I think we know all about the qualities of Killing Care. Like, we often talked about them on the podcast. Like, the, the spine of the team is very strong with Louis Fitt, Cooper, and the two McCabe's there. Paul Brady's a big help coming in for Casarahan, and um, obviously Emma Fitzsimons and Peter McCabe up front. The Sexton's like they're a very strong side. Like, they're I would re- I would reckon that they're they're an extremely strong junior team. That said. Um, no, they're going to have their hands full of Nutbride Nutbride are not going to be junior forever I could see Nutbride going on and being a very strong intermediate team in a year or two it's just a matter of time when they're going to make that breakthrough I'm going to go for a draw here cut to chase after all that I can't call it <laughs> yeah I, I, I was hoping you'd go one way and there I'd go the other just to, to cause the split but now I can go for either to cause a split which is splitting me into I, I, I don't know I Killing Care didn't play well against Templeport by all accounts. Um, they, they now Templeport to their credit, apparently the forward line caused huge problems, and Owen Caffrey um, w- was excellent inside. So, will that will that spore on Killing Care, and they'll they'll take this now, or will it have dinted their confidence? Only within the group you'll know, and probably only after the Knockbride game you'll know what it actually done to them. Um, I th- I think that whichever way the result goes, people will say like, "Oh, the signs were there," or, "Oh, geez, now they've bounced back brilliantly." It'll it'll be one way or the other for them. I think they need 
They need Emmett Fitzsimons. He missed a couple of frees against uh, Templeport. They need that to be perfect on the day to beat Knockbride. They need, or, or, or definitely 80% plus. They need Peter McCabe. I think he only came on against Templeport. They need him and his pace. Um, they need to control the middle of the field. Jason McMahon is, is doing well there. I forgot to mention McMahon as well. Probably, yeah. probably the main man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 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 I know he's he's turning a lot of heads. Anybody who goes to watch Killing Care is coming away talking about Jason McMahon. So they'll they'll be they need to control that middle toward. Kieran Flynn has come into the middle field with him. Um, in the absence of Kevin McCabe, I don't know when Kevin McCabe is back, but I think it's another few weeks. He broke a, I think a bone in his hand or something like that. So, um, but Kieran Flynn, big big strong unit as well. You know he'll be fine in the air. He's got to he's got to compete well on the ground then, and that's that's going to be a, a key battle for for killing care is just making sure that they've enough in the middle of the field. But um, Louis Fay Cooper is going to be vital here. Ollie Sharkey, players like that in the backline. Gary Denning that have to do man marking jobs on a lot of good knockbride forwards. Um, their experience should should see them over the line on this one. So I, I, I'll go with. Just the the experience beaten youth on this occasion, but like that, I it could go either way. It, it it's a fifty fifty draw, and you're probably right in um in calling a a draw on it. But I just to split it, I I'll I'll go for killing care. Um, fourth game of the weekend, Corla against Den. It's in uh, O'Connell Park. The second game at seven o'clock. Dan Brady is the referee. Corda against Den. Ah, it's got to be Den. Not even gonna, not even gonna get get big into discussing this game. Den are are up in the top three or four teams in the competition. Corda at the minute on current form probably the bottom team in the competition. So, um, Den for me all day. You're 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 causing problems already. <laughs> <laughs> Mahara Mahara and Corla will be having a conversation over that. We'll have to have a playoff between them to see who's yeah. Who's They're going to have to amalgamate training Cavan Turn. Yeah, um, then are back to full strength from what I heard, and that's that's a big plus. They haven't been at full strength yet in this championship. Um, did did beat Corla anyway? They yeah, beat anyway, to be fair, possibly so. But they need to win. They, like they, they have to go out and win this, and that's why there shouldn't be a conversation. But well, then are up there. Close enough with the uprides and the killing cares. They're not a mile away. Like going on league standards, um, killing care beat kill by twenty five points. Kill beat Corla by twenty five points. That says to me that then aren't that far of killing care. If you can take a line of form through that, I I I think then uh, are way way ahead yeah. of Corla. To be fair, I think so. I think I think they'll they'll have enough to get over the line here anyway. Definitely. Um, West Cavan Derby. For the third last game of the weekend is Templeport against Shannon Gales. It's in St Mary's Park, Swanland Bar, Saturday evening, seven o'clock. Packy Smith is referee in this one. Draw. <laughs> She's your on fire. I know, but once you said Packy, I said draw. Um, <laughs> it's it's yeah. harsh. It's harsh. I am going for a draw there. Actually, that is a hard one to call. Yeah, that is a hard one to call. But Packy sway me. Yeah, I actually didn't see the referee on it at all. Um, and I was joking aside, there is, there is the call, no, there's nothing between it. Between them, what, what are you going for? I was actually I was going for Templeport um, because I was chatting to a man that was at a couple of the two Shannon Gales games and, and said that O'Hara and Walsh missing has has had a huge impact on how Shannon Gales play, and that they're they're just what he actually said to me was that. 
they're just waiting for Quivy and McGovern to break through. You know, right. they need him. They, they need him this year, not next year. And uh, he doesn't think they're the same outfit. And then everybody I was talking to that was at the Killing Care Templeport game said Templeport really looked like they could be contenders for the the, the, the junior championship. Um, and what I've seen against Drummelee, they were definitely a team growing in confidence and starting to look like they, they knew what they were about. <coughs> So um, I, I'm going to go Templeport. I'm going to give Templeport the nod on this one. You're going for another draw. I'm going to go for the draw there, yeah. That's all right. Drummolee against Kill. It's on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock in Terry Kyle Park. Tony Gregory's the referee. Drummolee. Yeah, Drummolee. I think Drum- I'll take Drummolee to, be- to win that. I know they have me going great, but they- they're getting lads back now. And uh, they do have a very good forward line when they click. And Killer had a bit of a low ebb, a couple of injuries there as well. Um, even though they got a big win, like you've got McCaffrey and O'Brien up front scoring mm. for fun. There, like McCaffrey's got all the five points the first day against Killing Care, and I think he got something like one seven the last day. O'Brien got two four, but again, it came against Cora. There's an asterisk beside that, so um, don't believe for me, uh, we get the job done. Yeah, I, I'm going to go to my own club on this one as well. I, I, I fancy them to have just too much in the forward line, um, and I, and I think that they've sorted out their defence a wee bit as well. So they once they once they get that that you know the balance right between attack and defence, I think that they'll be uh, they, they'll have enough to get over the line here. And again, they they need to get over the line. They need to win this game just to be sure of that quarter-final spot. It, well, it should put them through on four points. Um, but the winner of this, either way, you'd imagine will make a quarter-final. So it's um, it's one of those ones that you know you really can't afford to be losing. Uh, but yeah, my nod goes to Drummolee. Final game of the weekend then is Sunday evening in Stradone and it's Red Hills against Mount Nugent. Good game. That, that is a good game. It's gonna again. There won't be much in it. Manugin have been have been impressive. Um, they drew they drew with Chenegas last day, isn't that right? They, uh, they yeah they did because I think I called a draw on that one. And uh, that's in, right. In the first, did they win the first game? They beat um, sorry oh, the big win against Kildallan. Yeah, beat Kildallan, yeah, yeah, easy. So Manugin are going well. Um, whereas Red Hills are going well too, but Red Hills have played weak enough opposition. Like the pits. Um, Corla the first day and the second day out to play Kildallan. Kildallan, yeah. Be Kildallan by seven points or two goals and a point more accurately. Mm. Well, they had that game won in the first half, to be fair, but that, that yeah, that's a tough one to call too. Like, when Eugene were in the semi-finals last year, and probably don't get the credit they deserve. Red Hills coming down from intermediate football, are they showing signs that they've, they've improved? Possibly, but... I'm going to give my Nugent a slight edge there. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, there's going to be key things in this. Like, are are any players back for Red Hills? You know, they've been missing Torlick Mooney, missing Rory Dunn. Um, you know, if either of them are back, it would make a huge difference to the team. But um, I think I think my Nugent are on a run, and I, I've I've stated from the start. I think they've got a good management team, um, and I think that 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 momentum might just be enough to get them over the line I'll I tell you what I'll go with the draw though I'll go with the draw it's going to be close so I'll go with the draw on this one um, 
No, actually, I'm not. I'm not giving you any. Go with the draw. I went for no, two draws. Come on. No, I'm not going with any. I'm not giving you any free points. I'm not giving you any easy ones. I think my Nugent's going to win this one, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with my Nugent. Ah, come on. I'm going to go with my Nugent. So, but I, I, do you know what I'm going to do from now on? Then, if you're going to play this defensively, I'm no, just, I'm going to let you predict first. I'm going to go for the same as you in every game for the rest of the championship. I can't. And I, I'll hold, I I'll can't hold afford to play lead. defensively. I have to come out. I have to, I have to expose myself. But there's no point <laughs> in me just giving you the ball. Don't expose yourself. <laughs> right. I have fun. to leave myself vulnerable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. The, the differs. The differs on the weekend that we're looking at is you're going for the draw. Shannon Gales Templeport. I'm going for Templeport. Uh, you're going for the draw with Knockbright and Killing Care. I'm going for Killing Care. So I need both of them to come in, and I need three results to go my way in the intermediate one. But if you want to hear those predictions, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Uh, join the, the the many subscribers, and and the numbers are going through the roof. And thank you very much to everybody who is subscribing to the Diehards podcast. How much is it? It's only $5 a month, less than the price of a pint in, in a very what, expensive... What, and what do you get for that? You get a minimum, a minimum of four podcasts a month, additional, what, one a week. But how many have you had this month so far? Uh, this month so far, I think we've had it about six or seven so far. I think we've had seven this month so far. But what about the McAvoy's one? Do you have to pay for it? No, no, no. It's always going to be free. Oh, right, always right. going to be free. Thanks and then it's, it's the additional ones that you, that you pay for. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. $5 a month gets you a huge amount of additional content. Uh, and, and you get to hear Paul Fitzpatrick moan about something else on the podcast. <laughs> so <you do. laughs> Dublin for the All-Ireland. Thanks very much, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and uh, hope you enjoy the weekend of sport in the Cullies Craft Bakery Junior Championship and the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship as well. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>